first and foremost, this vibrating chair thing. Yeah. Is great. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna be aroused the whole yeah. whole time. <laughs> just just aroused this whole time. Uh so if you guys, as you're listening, I apologize if you hear my wand going the entire time because uh I got a new chair for Father's Day and this thing is pretty sweet. It's comfy. Gaming chair thingy with a vibrating back piece. It's a little weird, but you know. Keeps things exciting and loose. <laughs> Gotta keep a little excitement in the office. <laughs> So yeah, um, welcome campers to another episode of the Campfire Gaming Podcast. Uh, I think this is episode like 40-something, so hooray, we've made it beyond 30. I like it. Um, how you doing, Matt? Good, good. Excited to be podcasting again, even if it is just us tonight. Yeah, just me and Matt, so uh, you gotta deal with that. I'm sorry, ahead of time. Uh, but today we're gonna talk about some EA stuff, because that just happened. Uh, and we're going to talk some Nintendo stuff, uh, specifically to Pokemon, so if you're geared up for that. Um, some Spider-Man stuff, some Cyberpunk stuff, maybe this will be all I say about it, but uh, KFC, Animal Crossing, Free Chicken, so strange. That's about all you need to say about <laughs> Yay, Free Chicken for somebody. I'm not sure how you get it, but Google it. Where do you want to start? You want to start with that, the EA... Or no, no, no. We'll start with KFC. We'll start with, we started with KFC. I think we finished strong with something like Pokemon or Cyberpunk. Uh, I mean, they, Cyberpunk is a bummer, but. Let's do, yeah. Let's, let's end with Pokemon or something because <laughs> this is going to be a very depressing episode to start with. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, there's some, some, some gems in here, but this is, uh, some of the news we have picked out here to chat about isn't, uh, is kind of uh, you know if once we get into the EA stuff kind of boring so yeah so basically the way that I saw the EA play live situation the event um, they basically encapsulated it in their host a giant turd that's what the <laughs> EA that's what the EA play live was it was a kind of a giant turd like nothing that we wanted was shown I think. And they didn't yeah, I, really show a lot of what was shown. Other than I think Apex Legends got the most time of gameplay. It, that or that. The other, yeah, Apex that, Legends that and then the Star Wars Squadrons, which was funny because that would have been that would have been the big game of this this EA Play Live. But since it got kind of leaked, and they ended up showing and essentially announcing it here earlier in the week, uh, like it was so cool to see. Just a dumb PR move. The, the announced yeah i was announcing it uh, on uh monday here before yeah, before like the yeah four days before like that would have been hype train for sure for a lot of people but i think and, and we'll get into likes and dislikes in in a bit here but i think that just kind of tanked this whole thing it was like oh cool you kind of re-showed us the same thing and then you talked about it for ten. yeah it's a, it was very underwhelming you know good good choice of description underwhelming yeah, it's 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 funny as now we've had Microsoft, Sony, and EA essentially kind of their E3 kind of news that they would have done, you know, typically during E3. Um, and I know we we in our previous podcast we were a little disappointed what what Microsoft did. 
Uh, I think we were a little mixed on the PlayStation stuff. We were excited about like new IPs and stuff, but there wasn't, you know, outside of uh, what is it, Resident Evil and and um, Horizon, there wasn't like some like crazy big news. But I mean, those two compared to EA, this EA Play Live was they were great. Dynamite. They sh- they showed games at least in those other ones. Oh, you know, they announced yeah. some stuff, uh, and yeah, at EA Play Live was just a, a dud. And uh, so, I'm, I'm going to can I start with this one? Because it just makes me laugh. Uh, the, the YouTube <laughs> likes and dislikes stuff. Yeah, Go for it. OK, so I had to laugh. So I was watching this live and I, I, don't, I don't know when my eye caught it. There was, I think, about 17,000 likes on the video. Probably a bunch of people excited for whatever news was coming. Right. That's probably where the initial likes came from. Because everyone yeah. thought Mass Effect was going to appear. Yep. And then towards the end, and you know, like right as it ended, I, I just kind of looked down and there was only about 6,000 dislikes. And it's like, whatever. Okay. But over the next five, 10 minutes, I kept kind of refreshing and it kept going up. And it's up to the point where it's now 18,000 likes and 24,000 dislikes, which I think is a, just really shows off what people thought of their, their show. It was just a dud. They didn't show anything. And it was very disappointing. Stuff. So, okay. I'm going to like bring us into Apex Legends, right? There's there a new new mode, I think is what it was. Um, didn't think they said anything about new characters, but I thought it was um, just a new mode to it. Um, was it their lo- the Lost Treasure thing? Yeah, the Lost Treasure collection. Um, yeah. So some cool stuff with that is, you know, the event starts in like five days from now. So June 23rd, I think we're on the 18th today as of recording um, and as of watching this event. Yep. So season five stuff, lost collection or lost treasure collection. It's also coming to steam and the Nintendo switch. Now that's really cool for one. It's moving platforms, but the thing that I really appreciate about apex legends, even though I didn't really dig it when I played it is games like this, they're pushing into that cross play. So now they are going to have cross play uh, in the fall across all of the platforms yeah at least that's the way it looked with the way that they did that circular thing uh circular graphic of all the system so pushing the the publishers and uh not publishers um the hardware groups (laughs) i'm trying to remember the word for like those guys would be um (laughs) the console makers right um so sony is pretty anti play together Whereas Microsoft has been pretty open from just my understanding to cross play and cross platform play. If games like this keep breaking those little molds, I don't see in the future why Sony would be like, nope, sorry, we're not going to cross pollinate. Yeah. No, that was, um, you pointed that out as a, you know, we were chatting why this was live streaming and it was pointing out how, how much I was not a big fan of current gaming trends doing just a lot of battle royale and hero shooters and and you, you pointed that out and even though i'm not a huge fan of those those game types you know i do appreciate yeah i do believe those types of games are definitely maybe not forcing but really pushing these uh console manufacturers and platforms you know to play nice with each other because this is only uh, this is a pro gamer move you know doing cross play oh, yeah, absolutely so you know it, it, it's you know even though I'm not a big fan, I, I do appreciate that. And I do see your point. And I believe, yeah, I believe that is helping to push some of that, you know, cross play between the different platforms, consoles, PC, all that fun stuff. So, 
it's 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 exciting even if I'm not going to play the game. So. <laughs> even if the game isn't, you know, I might actually decide to play it again once it's on the Switch, just kind of yeah. see how it works out. But well, I think too, you know, right here in their their first game too, it kind of started a theme that I noticed throughout the whole show was there are a lot of I think EA games going to be coming in the future that are going to be cross play. Um, as we previously previously talked, this isn't too much a uh, you know new news, but. A lot of their games are finally coming to Steam. We talked about it on a previous podcast. Um, and then the good news for you and other Switch owners um, is a lot. Uh, uh, they're going to have a, quite a few more of their games coming to to uh, the, the Switch, which we've also reported on a few of those uh, as well. Things like uh, what was it? I think Burnout. Um, obviously, we just mentioned Apex. So you know, it's 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 there's some exciting you know, pro player or pro, yeah, pro gamer stuff kind of coming from them. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, EA doesn't have the best reputation and I think this is kind of a cool thing for them to say, Hey, you know, we're publishing this game that's going to try and bring players together Mm -hmm. at the same time. Like, I don't know, maybe EA is doing that thing where like, you can't hate our studios because we're such an asshole. Like I will draw all, <laughs> I'll take the bullet for all of these studios by just being a giant yeah. turd. You can hate us as a publisher, but don't hate the studios and the games. <laughs> just blame us. Just blame us. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, this is something I did not see. Like I already thought this had happened, but the Sims four is coming to steam. Yeah, I was I was waiting for maybe some announcement because they they spent I think about five or so minutes on the of the show on on the Sims and they were making yeah, like really really all like people as a Sim character and like there was a lot there for just just to reiterate your point there was a lot there just for them not to tell you Sims yeah. five yeah no it's uh yeah, that's all it was, was at the end, you know, once I kind of, you know, talked about it, showed some stuff, it was just like, hey, everything's coming to Steam. I was like, cool. I mean, that's again, that's great for anybody that doesn't have the game or has been waiting for EA games to come to Steam. You know, it's exciting. But again, it just kind of feeds into my overall feeling like, well, <laughs> where's all the good stuff? <laughs> but, Agreed. Yep. So we kind of talked about it already, um, the Star Wars Squadrons deal mm-hmm. that uh, got a release date, though. Uh, your note says October 2nd. Wasn't it October 28th? Uh, no, I was pretty sure it was the 2nd. Yeah, I couldn't hear some of it, so. Yeah. I will I will look at it here as we, we start as talking. Walk into it. Yep, October 2nd. Yep. Ah, okay. Or so Google tells me. So all hail mighty Google. They are probably right. Uh, yeah, this game actually, I'm actually kind of really excited for this game. Um, obviously, a little little cautious um, because it's an EA game. But, like, I was getting some mad, mad vibes of anybody else that played the old X-Wing or TIE Fighter games for PC in the, God, was that the 90s? Yeah, it was and like, like six, get, six floppy disks to install it and... <laughs> Yeah, it was. I'll give you a three and a half inch floppy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was getting because you know they're 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 using the what was it the the shields the weapons yep and uh, what is it like the power for like speed you you had that in uh, the one I can remember 
better from 25 years ago playing it or whatever it was uh was x x wing the game where yeah you had to kind of mix that where you could you adjust your shields forward backwards you can you know put more power to your weapons and have them recharge but you also had to that would balance with speed and shields and you know it was that kind of you know risk reward and balancing what's the situation what you're doing you know if you're getting pelted you know chased from behind you just put all your shields to behind or you need to get a quick getaway you just put it all into power and try to get out of there you know so it was just kind of you know some mad vibes of of the older older flight games there star wars flight games there and you know it kind of made me a little excited so I, did you ever play any of those older games I, I played a lot of rogue squadron i didn't play like tie fighter and x-wing yeah uh, i wasn't rogue squadron part of the x-wing series I don't remember. I played a lot of console games, so I didn't really get into that. Um, I think the Rogue Squadron was the closest to it, and I played that on, you know, like GameCube and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, th- those are fun, too. I So I'm really hoping that this has some really cool VR support. Um, I think they already said that it will. Um, yep. Or And flight stick controls. I don't remember if they said yes or no to that. I think uh, I think in one of the articles that actually Rich was passing around. Um, I know he was super excited about been... the potential, but I don't remember if it actually said it supported the flight sticks on PC. Either way, like if it if it is yep. a cool game and it's fun, and they don't buff it full of microtransactions or like pay to win crap i think it'll be great well the good news for you they did specifically say that there are no microtransactions um and it's actually i believe i had to look this up and i'm pretty sure it's going to be releasing at 40 dollars, which is really cool but also a little worrisome does is the 40 price tag reflect how much of a game is there well, the guy, like they they went into a really light like it's got some story and it's got multiplayer after. From yeah. what I took on the articles that I read is that um, I'm not going to cite them because this is going to be very horribly paraphrasing. Is that the story mode was like a very short intro to the game? Like this is your tutorial, and then you're just into yeah. um, you know the multiplayer aspect. What would be cool is if they did that thing. Um, that Tom Clancy game, I don't remember what it was called. The tactical strategy, um, war like game. a flight game. God, no, it was a war game. It was um, you could pick all kinds of units. Oh, why am I blanking? Anyhow, it had this uh, progression system where you would choose from one of, in this case, three armies. For Star Wars, it would be Rebels and Empire, of course. Yep, and you could own like chunks of the planet. So the map was different based on what like coordinates you were fighting in. So if if they went system to system to say like, we occupy these things and kind of push like a season of, you know, you both start off with nothing. You race to the edge of the galaxy, fight each other and push each other back to, you know, until somebody takes over the whole galaxy. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Like on a multiplayer side, if they kind of, yeah, if they had, you know, sectors, you know, in space where you just fought over them and, you know, big land battle, you know, you know, yeah, sections I would of think space. I would, yeah, so that's what it was. It was only for the multiplayer. Like, you didn't have that in the campaign yeah. mode. Um, but yeah, I guess what I, was, what I was thinking with it is if it was like 
Um, you would get things like fire support from like a, a bigger ship, so like a star destroyer in the background if the Empire is there. I, I just think it would be cool. Yeah, no, that's a. I hope. Well, this is just like many games anymore, but I hope there's a pretty decently sized story mode because nope, you know, I like story, but we also know EA doesn't. They don't think they can make money off of story games. But uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds interesting too, and as you would imagine. Um, you you bounce back and forth in whatever, however much story they have between a, an Imperial and a technically New Republic pilot. So, you know, you're playing both sides. So there's some Wedge sort of story there. In there. So I don't know yeah. if New Republic. Maybe it is. Well, it's, they it said it takes place after Return of the Jedi. You know, the second Death Star has been blown up. I don't know. I didn't see any dates on specific timelines. Uh, but Ooh. essentially, yeah, the New Republic is being built is what they called it. But yeah, essentially, the Let's hope we can know, get rebels. some sexy Ben Solo in there. <laughs> I still haven't watched the last movie. Yeah, and it's on... Uh, it's on Disney+. Disney? Plus. Like, I yeah. have it. <laughs> I but, should watch the damn thing. I did want to note, I did find it here. The, the joysticks and stuff are supported on PC. No information yet on if it would work with console. So if you got the flight stick stuff, it sounds like you'll be able to set that up which is awesome. I don't have one of those. It's one of those things I always wanted, but then again, I never play enough flight uh, simulators, but maybe with the new Microsoft one coming out, I'll have to look at it. But so um, in, and your VR support, the cool thing with that, you, you you mentioned there's VR support here, but you can play that's, that's part of the supposedly part of all the cross play stuff. So you can be playing in VR and still play with friends that aren't playing in VR. So here's what I'm wondering with this. It's a little off topic of that, but um, is the Series X going to allow any kind of plug-in for VR? That's what I want to know because there are a bunch of games that are moving towards it, not like full VR, and I know like it's an expensive thing to put together and there's a bunch of obstacles to it, but do you think they're going to have a support for that in the new console? Well, I, I kind of know the answer that uh, it's i'm not going to say it's no uh, but phil spencer has been pretty clear that it's not a it's not like a priority right now vr is not so um you know but they again they might be just trying to get this system out there and support uh you know their system the the series x the the xbox one which is still going to be supported pc and then project whatever project x cloud is going to be you know, so I imagine that'll be their focus to start with. So, yeah. you know, again, he hasn't yeah, he hasn't ruled out VR. It's just not a focus. So they've got like USB and HDMI and all the connectors yeah. that you might need for um, a VR set. So maybe it's just a firmware update because the hardware yeah. is so similar to the PS5. There was a time three, four years ago. I think it was before the X was announced that supposedly the Oculus was going to work with it. And that just never, I don't know whatever happened to that. So the Oculus didn't sell very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I'd like not knocking VR because we actually, we haven't talked about it yet. We got to get rich to finish it. Um, but you know, VR is not a huge market yet because of he the expensive entry point. No, he hasn't, which it's a great game. And I want to talk with somebody about it. The problem is now it's been like a month since I beat it. So, you know, I'm, I'm remembering less and less of it. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a great game. Now that we've we've just veered off the path. With, with yeah. The oh, that seems this is this is how <laughs> underwhelming, as you put it, the EA stuff was like 
there's some neat stuff, and we have questions about the the things that they did show, but the the showing itself, like, great. I'm gonna talk for ninety percent of this episode, <laughs> and you're gonna see maybe three minutes out of thirty of game stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, let me tie that up in a, a nice little bow. Go play, Alex, if you can afford it, and you can, you know, you have VR and stuff. It's a great game. But, uh, but yeah. So, you know, uh, where were we? I think it was just, uh, yeah, it's just an expensive entry point. I think Microsoft kind of saw that and and kind of focused on other things because they were behind all of last generation. Right. So, you know, they were behind Sony and they needed to fix up some other stuff before jumping. I think into VR and the currently small market that is, but, um, yeah, it'd be nice if Microsoft could support that. Um, and you know, I, I imagine in this future, there'll be something that does it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting that certain games are starting to support it and it makes sense for star Wars squadrons oh, here to support VR. It's, it's kind of that perfect game. You're sitting in a chair, you can put it on and it'll be, pr- especially if you, uh, if there was a way they could maybe work with a uh, manufacturer of the flight sticks and stuff to almost get that oh, modeled in the cockpit. So cool. <laughs> and it was hand tracking, you know, that, that would be pretty awesome if they could do that. Um, but I doubt they're going to do that. At least not right now or that they've yeah. mentioned, but so yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. Excited. We'll see what happens. So moving on, um, they had some EA originals that they went to talk about. I don't really care about It Takes Two or Lost in Random, but I would talk Rocket Arena. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about all three, or do you want to just? Um, I want I want to throw. Uh, so the yeah the the what was it? It Takes Two didn't seem. It, it, yeah, it didn't do much for me. Uh, uh, but I don't know. Maybe somebody will like it. I I actually honestly thought Lost in Random looked kind of interesting, just because it was a little weird, kind of. I was I've been trying to put my finger on another game that I played that it feels like and the the thing that I can that just pops into my mind is um a, what is it Alice something of madness madness returns madness returns or no yeah. return return to madness I think is something like that yeah kind of I got weird vibes of that in there um I don't know why yeah, that or or like dice a nice guy right the yeah the little dice guy or what are yeah. those uh those other um what is it that that Halloween Christmas movie everybody got likes? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I can't think of it. Some like Christmas movie. No, it was made yeah. Halloween. But wait a minute. No, did it come out in Christmas? Because I remember it being winter. But Halloween we had snow. Yeah. Um, but I got I got mad vibes of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. The nightmare. I got mad vibes of Nightmare Before Christmas and kind of like a Alice, you know, Return of Madness type feel out of it. So I honestly kind of thought it looked interesting. Um. And yeah, it's, 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 um, I don't know. I, there was a quote I wanted to try to find, but I never went back. There was some, the, the guy that was talking about it from the studio was saying something about how like, Oh, it's great to be able to like take chances and, and make a game where we just kind of do what we want. And there's not a lot of those anymore. And I had to no. laugh because I was like, that's because the publisher you're working for along with a bunch of others snuffed those games out because they didn't sell well. And they wanted to, you know, just copy and paste every year with like a Call of Duty or a Madden or something. What is this creativity shit? <laughs> you call yourself an artist? Get out! Yeah. So I, I had to laugh at that comment. I mean, he he meant it for real because obviously he's. I, I believe it's a smaller studio. Yeah. So he was probably just excited to do it. But I was sitting he here going, "Well, like he wasn't ribbing EA for it." That was yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. That was crazy. 
But yeah, let's. You want to talk about Rocket Arena or, here? Or Go ahead. Low, low key, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are they gonna catch it? Yeah. Yeah. No. So this was interesting to me when I first saw all of the crap. Um, sorry to call it crap. All of the all of the footage and like the gameplay stuff of this Rocket game. I was like, what? Rocket <laughs> Arena. It seems to be a rocket launcher only arena fighter i had thought that it was going to be a soccer game at first i was like oh great sony had one of these now you guys have an arena soccer game with guns also yeah. like cool this is gonna be this year huh holiday 2020 is only rocket league clones mixed with other hybrids of games <laughs> well this is so you weren't you were excited for this game? or you I am you and I'm not. I think Rocket Mode is stupid fun for like 10 minutes. Uh, definitely did that a bunch of Halo matches back in the day when we would connect our consoles yep. over LAN. Um, that was a blast. You do Rockets, you know, because you've already done like 15 matches and you switch teams a bunch and, you know, capture yeah. the can only get so more. Ex- I don't know why I played that game as much as I did. There wasn't a lot to it, but Rocket Modes, Sniper Modes, like just individual modes like that. Um, on longest right yeah, the long, yeah longest is the holly yeah like sidewinder <laughs> yeah you know just just things like that um so i'm kind of excited for this because i think it'll be fun i think they should have rotated weapons so no matter what if you're playing in a match it rotates you through the different types of weapons so you have to play with everything and you're yeah. not just using the same combination and wrecking everybody you have to be a master of all weapons to be the best player that's what I would yeah. like to see, but you know, it looks. I mean, pretty. yeah. The thing to point out too is this is. I mean, yeah, it's just rockets. It looks like that is your weapons, but I also think it's referring to rockets because it looks like there's going to be some verticality to the game. Like you're, it almost looked like some people had like some sort of rocket shoes or skateboards or something. Yeah, uh, I mean, and there was like some flying around bits almost. You know, I don't know if those jumping I or don't like think- little. The verticality is going to be platforming. I think it is going to be like boosting yourself up with like rocket blasts underneath yeah. that little jet board or using the jet board and lots of lots of air time, I think. Yeah. No, and then it's a hero shooter. So, you know, you're going to obviously have your different abilities from them, whatever they are to fight. So, I mean, there is a little bit of, you know, mixture there. I think they said there was 10 you, heroes. So what the hell do you need abilities for for a rockets only fight? I don't know. Just mix it up. But, <laughs> oh, one this, hit kills aren't strong enough. This fell into that. Like, as soon as I kind of noticed it was a, a hero shooter, my brain turned off. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't want anything to do with this. Uh, I, was, I was sitting there looking. I was like, oh, my God, another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got looked at it. She was like, what? You don't like games like this? I was like, no, it's just like there's a hundred. Yeah. No, and it, it was funny too because they were talking about how you could customize your player, and like each character has a hundred levels of upgrading. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if that's abilities or if it's just all cosmetics. But again, it's just you know, I'm very levels. old school. I, I I do like a certain amount of grind. Obviously, I've played Destiny for years and probably still will on and off in the future. But I believe there's a certain level of grind where it's just like uh you know i'm just grinding for a skin no maybe thanks. it's like you a know? skill tree maybe it you have to maybe. hit like level 20 for a certain type of skills or 
yeah. faster character movement or you know some sort of upgrade to the character to the unit themselves um yeah. i don't know yeah we'll see i mean it's it's coming soon it's this july so yeah it, it's it'll it'll be here soon it's only a few weeks away what kind of really got me with this is they dumped this game shortly after apex legends oh look yeah. at all the apex stuff clone game and that, that's annoying to me it's if you like it, cool. It's not a bad game. But it's also not really original. They just, you know, adapted something that somebody else made. Same yeah. thing. Like Fortnite did the same crap. But, like, they adapted somebody else's to a cutesy art style. Um, and that game wasn't even supposed to be that. But this is just another... tower defense. A yeah, builder. Right? And <laughs> basically, they showed off another clone game very shortly after. And I was just... I was so disappointed with what I was seeing that there's just a lack of innovation, but you got that dice game, uh, the random one, and that looks cool and different. So I, I do, you know, I will probably try it if I can get my hands on it, not on a PC. Um, yeah. cause it does look different, but we'll see how, how well it does. And you know, if it truly lasts as a game that's going to come out. Yep. And just for clarification, because for about two seconds, I was like, dice game. You're talking about oh, yeah. the Lost in Random <laughs> Sorry, yeah. game, which yep, yep, yep. you play as it looks. Like, I think it was a little girl who had a little companion that was a, a die. Um, not dice, the makers of Battlefield. and Front Yeah, Battlefield. no, no. It's uh, <laughs> Lost Lost in Random. I think yeah. Did. I was like, what, 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 what is he talking about? And again, it was for two yeah, seconds. Yeah, no. So you've like, got a little, oh, wait, no, little I got dice it. companion, like a little, yeah. little D6 companion walking around with you and just kind of, yeah. what's up, dudes? Yeah. And uh, and on the more just lame lame news. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna not pick on FIFA because I know the dudes at Black Ice. That's one of their their digs. So if you like FIFA, go check out the Black Ice crew. There's some really good FIFA players on there. But I personally don't care about playing FIFA. And after the 50th Madden game, I am like Madden 95 is where I started. So now that we're Madden 2020, it's I don't care about that either. It kind of, this kind of confused me too. these announcements because was it Lamar Jackson had a, what looked like some little, what is 22nd FaceTime call saying whatever. He was excited to be the, the, the cover guy. Right. Uh, he's a little worried about the Madden curse though. I, I did see that article this week, but um, they just did kind of this weird mix sizzle reel of Madden and FIFA. And that was it. And I was a little confused. Not a big fan of sports games. Uh, but I imagine them to come out and like show maybe some gameplay or talk a little bit more about what's going to be new in the next gen, you know, Madden. And they didn't, it was just this weird sizzle reel. And it was, <laughs> I was a little confused because I was waiting. I, I honestly was waiting for another sweat moment, which we talked about in our PlayStation episode about the, NBA 2K20 oh, or whatever. Look, look at was how like, wet he this is. This is so good. Yeah. He's sweating. What? You know, so I was waiting for that sweat moment with Madden or FIFA, and it just, I it was a couple minute long sizzle reel with some clips of both games and some other stuff. And Could you imagine then, yeah. the new version of Leisure Suit Larry we could get out of those graphics? <laughs> Ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> that was some perfect shadow. 
And that was EA Sports. <laughs> EA Sports. It's in the <laughs> game. Um, so yeah, and then they did some next-gen kind of stuff. Um, there's a new Battlefield, a new racing game, a new Dragon Age game. And I don't know what motive was because I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Do you like my note here? It was just some, I put some stupid looking building game. Um, I actually found a quote of what it's supposed to be. It's a highly ambitious and innovative new game that puts the power and creativity in your hands. So very non-descriptive. So it's, it's fucking Legos, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. It almost looked like potentially like builder-ish, like fork, fork fight. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was super. You could tell it was just like a white box level that they're probably testing out some mechanics with. But yeah, it was just a. The, I, I don't remember. Some woman came on to talk about the next gen. You know that they're supporting it now. Yeah, they showed off Criterion, Bioware, Dice, and Moto's next games that are coming to next gen. And the only one that kind of interested me was Dragon Age, just because they showed a little bit more what appeared to be a little bit closer to finished product. Yes, it. Um, which it looks beautiful. It, it looks great, and, and I hope I, I, I'd imagine it's still running in the Frostbite engine. So hopefully they're not struggling with that still. I but, uh, they have to be right because wasn't Mass Effect Andromeda part of that too? All, that all I think most EA games were using it until so, Respawn came along, and and Vince was like, "Nah, man, we're not <laughs> using it." It just I feel like it's gonna. I'm really scared that it's gonna be the same thing. And I love Dragon Age. I played the first one and the second one like meticulously i did everything i could i had just a ton of fun in that world and then you know inquisition comes along and it's just t poses on characters that are talking to you and no animation and you know duplicated models in like the same six inches because they had like people learning drills and soldiery stuff and they weren't even like in soldier uniform they were like peasant looking all in T pose and standing in a spot. Like you just, you, you literally did nothing to these things. You Man. imported them to their location and you know, you didn't even attach the animations like come the hell on with your bad self stop and don't do it again. So if this one, I'm going to wait to hear what the reviews say before I even think about touching it as pretty as it looked. Yeah. I am, I am hands off until some dude plays it and is like, I can't believe that they pulled this off as well as they did. Kudos. Yeah. No, it's a uh, Dragon Age has always been a game I've wanted to get into. I started playing Inquisition. Just it just didn't feel right. I think I got a couple hours <laughs> in and just kind of put it down. But um, I go mean, back. I'm excited. Go back to one and two. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping you, Bioware like, go play them. <laughs> now my long list of games drop, the, drop the witcher because you already all right i'm gonna hop right? off the podcast right now and go to start <laughs> dragon age you so. skipped Good luck. you skipped off of the witcher <laughs> to go to halo you've beaten halo 2 stop it but not on pc just just beat the witcher so we could talk about something okay okay um but yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Bioware is going to do. Hopefully they can get their heads out their asses and actually make a good game again. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a little optimistic about the new Battlefield. I'm usually excited when yearly games take a year or two off to, you know, re-look re, re at their, their game and change you know, the formula. Do some, yeah, change something. So... Um, they did show off something about like big battle scenes when they had a bunch of little gray army dudes running around, and, you know, in a big battle. So I don't <laughs> that know. Was, maybe, that was maybe, final images. Yeah, it's it's a game. It's a <laughs> uh, you know, was it the the 
toy soldiers or something. Yep. You know, um, the plastic green army men, but they're just gray. So, yeah. So I was, I, this was a little underwhelming too, because it's like, well, we knew a lot of these games are being worked on, but there was, there wasn't any even hinted dates. The only thing that looked anywhere near finishing finished was the dragon age one. Obviously we know battlefield is coming. I think towards the end of next year, if I remember is what it is. It's soon. It's I think in the next year, year and a half. Um, but yeah, again, it was just kind of underwhelming. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was and that stupid looking game from Motive. <laughs> Just I don't even know what that is. But last little ticket from EA, which I think is interesting. Be- or I was another? hyped for this. They came on this show and then they were like, "Here's our last thing." And I was get excited because of the many rumors we've talked about oh. a few times <laughs> on this show. And then they announced Skate. what they announced, Mike. Skate. Skate and without a title just skate and then and they talked about it <laughs> here's the best part i now here's the thing like a lot of times if i talk shit about like games or stuff you know or or publishers like ea you know i respect these guys from skate because i the, i don't know who the two guys are these developers or, or game directors you know they're you can genuinely tell they're excited to work on another skate game right i have nothing against them but clearly this is i think a reaction a knee-jerk reaction to Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk Pro Skater yeah. remaster and EA probably a couple weeks ago when they heard this about Tony Hawk was like, oh shit, let's call those guys up again and see if they can make another skate game. And the Dude, best part is I was, skateboarding is cool again. Well, it's the, the funniest thing too is they didn't even say if it's like a remaster. Is it skate four? <laughs> They're just, they said we're making another game and that's, <laughs> that's just, that's it. They got green lighted. That's as far as it's gotten. Yeah. That's all it was. And I'm sitting here going, that's your big announcement? Like, where is Mass Effect Trilogy Remaster? Where's KOTOR Remaster? Like, what? You know, I, I even, I would have even, it would have still been funny and annoying, but like, where's there maybe some sizzle reel about what, you know, with all the big changes coming to Anthem or something like that. But it was like, nope, we're making skate. <laughs> they still and- haven't mapped those out either. <laughs> like, we need to change this shit. And yeah. we'll start from the bottom. Yep. We deleted it all, we're, and we're going to remake it, and then charge you sixty dollars again. <laughs> <laughs> Full price game for everything. Yeah. So, so I was that, disappointed uh, that it wasn't the, Mass Effect. So, at our disappointment, um, now that we are through all the EA stuff, what is their video at? Has it jumped further? Uh, let me hit the a refresh button. I, I think it slowed down because. You know, <laughs> I, I saw the it. huge jump within the 30 minutes after the 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 stream ended. So yeah, no change. Eighteen thousand likes, twenty four thousand dislikes. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's everybody is sad in the comments because again, there wasn't. Again, I think it might have the the story might have been a little bit different had they not spoiled their big announcement in Star Wars Squadrons yeah, earlier this week. This feels a lot like to me, like the Persona drop for the Switch. Um, everyone was super excited because they they were redoing Persona Five, and they were like, "Hey, Persona Five S!" and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And then they brought up like the little Nintendo Switch icon at the end of the trailer. Everyone was yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is gonna come to Switch!" We're so happy, and most people that like JRPGs like them on the switch because you can play these, you know, 70 plus hour games, 40 ish, um, on the go. You can take it with you places. You don't always have to be stuck at your couch doing it. You can play it at the park. You can, you know, whatever you want to do. 
And then they dropped like a Dynasty Warriors clone of Persona, and it just it killed everybody's spirits about it that was on the Nintendo side. And this is what it's this like, feels like is like, oh, big announcement, but not for you. <laughs> it's we, like we're not giving you what need, you actually wanted. They need fans almost to help them put this stuff together. Although that's also dangerous too, because then we'd get a whole bunch of weird stuff. But <laughs> just um, one obscure ass fan. <laughs> yeah, but like you, you see, you've seen this over the years with different things. I mean, I, I the the one I can remember from the other year was. Uh, was it Diablo? Was it Immortal or the mobile one? Right? Yeah. Like, who what thought that was a great idea? What happened to that? Let's end the show with that. You know, you you see these. Di- yeah. You know this. You know, it's like who's putting this together and was like, yeah, let's end it off by announcing a skate game and no other information other than these two excited developers or designers. You know, uh, let's not let's not announce you know any other games people want. You know, <laughs> I, just- I feel a lot of large corporations just probably don't have the right kind of feedback loops. I think there's a lot of like they send out things from like a test marketer who's like, Oh, I know what we should do. And they don't look back on ways that they could really, you know, improve their selection by, by going back and taking such a classic and you're, you're going to have people that are like, Oh, remake again. Yeah. But if it's the right game and it's done right, you know, that was like the whole um, jump into some Pokemon here. Seeing like uh, Pikachu and Eevee, the two games when they came out, it was amazing because you had taken like your Game Boy version and upscaled it to this really cool 3D world. Yeah. Yeah, they just seem a little out of tune with what. <laughs> we have to call J.J. Abrams and tell him to get over there. Yeah. Hey, remake. Get on it. Can you fix this? <laughs> All right, let's get into some happier. Oh, I'm assuming I'm not nope, a huge Pokemon start, fan, nope, but we're, we're I, not going to do Pokemon. We're going to skip right now. That's how we can do Pokemon. Okay, let's get Pokemon. That's nope. Fine. So there was a Pokemon Presents, and there will be a new one on the 24th. So that will be actually um, when does this episode come out? Looking at the calendar. That'll be, uh, I think. We'll be a couple yeah, so, days behind it. Yeah. Unless I'm sure we, we'll talk we about it yeah, in we'll next it week's episode. Um, so basically, um, a Pokemon Presents came out of nowhere, and people were like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, they started off with a mobile game that, from what I heard the reaction on, which I love the idea, personally, having small children, but the reactions right away were just dumping on, on this uh, title. It is a toothbrushing app called Pokemon Smile. I I don't know why. I mean, yeah, it looks dumb, but I'm an adult. Uh, although I probably should use this app to brush my teeth better. Uh, but I was like, okay, I kind of see what they're doing. You know, kids love Pokemon, and and everybody's you know glued to screens anymore. And it it, it looked goofy enough that it. You know, I was like, I, I, I really was excited to talk to you about it. Have you is have you downloaded this yet to, you know, I for your kids? To, I meant to download it the other day, but I didn't get to it. However, um, I did look at a pretty in-depth, or at least in the, um, the Pokemon Presents. It's got, you know, there's a game aspect to it where you're trying yeah. to catch different things. And I'm assuming that's the more times you brush, their HP goes down or throw a Pokeball. I don't know. But... This is pretty interactive for teaching as well. Like it has 
patterns in which teeth to brush. So like when my kid, I give him his toothbrush with the toothpaste on it because if I don't do that part, he kind of just, you know, covers it like he's putting peanut butter on celery, just a shit ton. Um, yeah. So basically I hand him his stuff and then we've got this Disney timer thing that, you know, he gets to, it's just a timer that says how long to brush and there's a little animation of a toothbrush cleaning a screen. Once it's done, there's a little picture. Haha, you've got a cool picture. Here's a sticker basically. Um, with this, it actually had like the jaws as if they were like flayed and laying in front of you so you could see all of the teeth. Um, yeah. I guess the cut in half, not flayed, because that would be a weird, gross image <laughs> of um, slicing down into it. Anyways, um, it had like, how do you brush your teeth? It had little bits of like, which teeth should you focus on? And like an order of operations to it. So there's education on how to do it, as well as the gamification. And I think that's something, if you look at some of the Nintendo stuff coming out, uh, the boxing game, they've got the Ring Fit Adventure, there's the Jump Rope game now. It's They're doing a lot of these like healthy body additions mm-hmm. to this. And I think that's a really neat thing. Um, you know, working <laughs> working in the game industry, sometimes there were groups that could really have learned these things um and if games were that avenue it would have been great take a shower yeah. brush your teeth personal hygiene kids <laughs> and, and adults that listen to this uh, everybody likes it so but yeah no this is i, I yeah I, again i'm not a kid uh so i can see maybe some you know some of the pokemon fans that are teens and adults now that are like this is dumb i wanted I don't know some other Pokemon thing, but right. You know, this, but, this what, looks what the hell like something else are you that, doing brushing your teeth, right? Other than brushing it. What, yeah. It keeps you on your phone longer. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think this is probably, you know, a fun thing for kids. So, and it's free. And as I'm looking here at the trailer, it's no in-app per- in-app purchases. So nice, you know, Hey, if it helps keep your kids teeth clean and makes brushing your teeth time exciting, Cool. I'm I'm all for it. Next up, yeah. they um they showed a, the weirdest Pokemon. I don't know if it's the weirdest Pokemon game I've seen. Um, it's a Pokemon Cafe game. Pokemon Cafe Mix, I think is what you wrote down here. But it's basically, it, they call it a puzzle game. But from the the gameplay, I didn't see a puzzle. I just saw that you spin stuff yeah. around, and ta-da, it's done. I don't, I don't know, you have to connect probably the little Pokemon heads, like um, Candy Crush or some crap like that. And then you recruit Pokemon that way and get more Pokemon to come to your cafe, and you slowly build out a bigger and bigger cafe. Um, I don't know how customizable it is at that point, um, but basically, I don't know, this feels like a straight money grab, because <laughs> there are a ton of in-app extras to buy um yeah so it's yeah so looking at i have the trailer playing up here and like looking at it it looks like on the left hand side of the screen there's almost like a checklist of things you have to get yeah look uh, yeah it looks like a some sort of like candy crush or uh, i don't even know there's tons of mobile games like that where there's just a bunch of icons on the screen you got to do something when you looks like when you connect them they, they like disappear or something explode, yeah but when they explode, it looks like if you explode around enough things or you get enough things exploded, it kind of checks off something on the left-hand side. But, yeah, it looks really weird. It looks like you just kind of swirl your finger around and then <laughs> whatever you did explodes things and you get points or get what... Yeah, it looks like there's five candies and two tomatoes and the person was just taking their finger and... Sw- yeah, I don't know. 
it was it it's it's different looking. I honestly actually thought the the art style looked pretty cool. Again, coming from a non Pokemon fan, you know, I don't care about the IP, but the art style looked really really interesting. Kind of uh, trying to oh, I just click past it. Yeah, it, it looks pretty it's cool. It's a nice cartoon look. I yeah. really liked it. I will I'll give you that much. It looks great, and that's something that you know. When a game doesn't look fun, I guess dumping on it that way is kind of shitty. But yeah. um, artistically, I mean, this this looks great. If it is fun, like I'll give it a try when it comes out because I'll try it. Um, if it is fun, I will absolutely take back my statements and you know bring it up at a later point. Yeah. But I just yeah, I want to bring out something. This is actually it's good. It's you and me on here, Mike. Not that it wouldn't be fun to do a podcast with <laughs> you know everybody else, but. Um, at the end of that, the trailer for Cafe Mix, they supported languages were Japanese, English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Korean, and traditional Chinese. It just kind of, I kind of got PTSD of when we used to test <laughs> Nintendo of, uh, what was that, Europe, NOE yeah. games. <laughs> yes. And we had to, like, we had like 18 different languages we had to test. And I'm, I'm fluent, I'm barely fluent in English. So, you know. It was, yeah, it just kind of just PTSD, like, oh, man, no, I don't want to test this in so, Spanish. <laughs> The Nintendo eShop supported the NOE Nintendo eShop supported just a ton of different purchasing areas, right? Mm-hmm. We had when we did Guitar Hero, um, the most recent e Guitar Hero, um, we had to actually go through one by one of all of the currencies and make sure that the, the monetary symbol matched up to the right symbol and there was like 300 i swear to god it took us I, I think like 12 hours between me and uh the guy that was working with me at the time to get through all of this thankfully <laughs> he was really smart and came up with a great way to like find out the page that they were on so that we could hit all of them at once and make like a grid so that we weren't mm-hmm. like searching one by one and that the whole team could take that and you know pick a page and like one person get like pages one through seven, another guy would get seven through fourteen, and you've covered all fourteen pages of monetary yep. symbols. I don't miss language testing. So, yeah. Anyways, I just want to throw that out there again. I just, you know, some just reminded me of uh, fun, fun days testing at Activision. It was great. I, I enjoyed my job there. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was fun. I just wish there. There's a lot of things I wish differently. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Good times there. Well, so anyways, the, happier times. What is next in Pokemon? The next one. The next one is kind of huge because this is 20 years in the making, essentially. Not that mm-hmm. they have made it for 20 years, but this has been a long time coming. People have been asking for this game savagely uh, from the Pokemon Company to release a new Pokemon Snap, and we got it. Brand I like that snap. it's actually called New Pokemon Snap. Yes, New Pokemon Snap is the <laughs> like, title. Am I there. reading this right? That's I actually the... had to Google the old one and, and see what the name of that was. <laughs> the, and it was just that, was, that one was old Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
I'm interested to see what they do with it. If I don't, did you play it when you were younger? Did you have a chance to play this one? I was going to bring it up. I do have fond memories of playing this in Toys R Us, and I think my <laughs> neck still hasn't healed from staring up at the TVs. Those of you that are old enough to remember a Toys R Us and b how they used to set up those game systems as the tv was like above the shelves yep. and the controller was lower so you know your little kid is like f- maybe four feet tall just yeah your neck is just basically looking <laughs> just straight staring. up uh, um, yeah, i like i didn't play it a ton but yeah i mean like again as a kid and it was it was fun when i played it there and it was a cool idea so um typical me fashion i'm excited for people that are excited for this game because i do know it was fun in the small amount of time I played it and uh, people like you said, have been asking for years for this game. What I'm wondering is how much, um, how many of the Pokemon they're going to have because there are eight generations. So that's a ton to fit into the game itself. And if it's going to be as railroady as the last one, I did see like there's a little rail and the car, Yeah, but I think it would be really cool if you could get out and you know Jurassic, basically, <laughs> basically Jurassic Park it and go look at the stuff you know freestyle. Get out of the yeah. car, change the angle because the game, like the three D world, is already there. If you can walk over there and change the angle of your shot, like you can crouch down. I think you can get some really, really cool, beautiful shots out of this. That I would be like, hey, I'm gonna post this on Twitter. I'm gonna throw it on Insta because holy crap, this looks good. You see yeah. that with you see that with like the Witcher when it's turned all the way up to super pretty. Yeah. People are taking photographs in the wilderness and saying, Look at this pretty wilderness shot. Like I hope that we have the ability to get out of that little rail car and yeah. you know, take a look at things from different angles. Yeah, do you know is this is it actually going to be a new one or is this this isn't is this some sort of remaster? This is not, I don't think it's a remaster. I did not recognize the locations that they were in. Okay. So I think I think it is going to be a new game and not a remaster. It's um I know they said something be, about being based off of the old one. Do you think I, uh do you think you're going to use cell phones now in the game to take the picture, or will you have the good old? <laughs> I thought he had film? a camera. I thought he. I thought he had a like a. Yeah, I thought DSLR I saw it on or something too. too. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was just laughing as I'm, I'm looking here. It's like the even on their N64 cover art, they have an old roll of you know what looks to be like Kodak film. You know, yeah, yeah. I, like, oh, I right, hope yeah. they leave it on there. It's it's that old now. Yeah, I wonder. And nobody uses cameras anymore unless you're a professional. <laughs> Yeah, so in Pokemon Go, they added a camera, and it just uses your cell phone camera, and like it's augmented reality, so you have the Pokemon in whatever environment you're in. Nice. And there are some really good pictures that people have been able to take. I'm sure they're edited, and there's some you know post-processing on them, but there's some really cool stuff they've been able to do in real-world settings with the Pokemon. Um, so if you're bored one day, just Google you know Pokemon Go pictures, pictures. or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um yeah, so uh, it, it's neat. I'm happy they built it or are building it. No release date. I actually hope this is a 2020 just because, hey, holiday, this would be a great win for Nintendo, um, especially yeah. with the new you know, the, the new consoles coming out. They're saying, how do we keep up? And I think Nintendo is actually, with the way that they're releasing their, and I think I said this in another podcast, 
the way that they're releasing their new upcoming content, I think they're like genius with this. Um, you know, we're getting these bigger shows from different people. So like Xbox has one later, PlayStation just did one, EA did one. Um, and they're all going to be parts of these things. And I, I feel like they're just going to hit us again every time they, you know, someone else is about to drop something. I think they're just going to poke us with another, here's another holiday drop, surprise. Yeah. And things like the whole Pokemon thing, they're hitting, like, they could have easily, I bet, made this into one long thing, but they're hitting right before the EA event, and they're going to hit again yeah. right after the EA event. Like, they're, I, I feel like this is strategic, and it's great, because I want to talk more about Nintendo than I do about the damn EA thing we just watched. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not a Pokemon person, and then this was yeah. more exciting to watch than the EA thing. So, yeah, no, it's uh, so, I definitely yeah. I think their 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 marketing campaign is definitely kind of you know yeah adjusted to kind of combat and keep them in the conversation too. <laughs> even though the other two systems are releasing brand new systems this year. So. Oh, that's a real cool new thing you're dropping. Uh, we're dropping something too. What? Yeah. Do you like Pokemon? <laughs> It's like, hey, dude, it's your birthday? Yeah, mine too. <laughs> They're going to drop Aww. their their Mario anniversary news after Microsoft's uh, event in July. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a good time to do that. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Go, I'm not going to go into too much detail on this because some of these notes they've had for a while. Okay. Um, like remote it was new to me. and things like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brand new to you. Um, but they're bringing mega evolutions into the Pokemon Go game. Um, and the Pokemon Go Festival will be all digital and accessible by players around the world. I did not see gotten... if that's still going to cost money, but um, I think you do have to get tickets through the app. Somewhere. Has that gotten better? Um, I think I the... just remember the first year that this was out, and they tried to do that. It was wasn't it in Chicago or something like that? Yeah, it was just a complete train wreck. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. could connect. Nobody could play. They had too many yeah. phones. Thousands Basically, of people in one spot trying yeah, to use the same yep, app. <laughs> yep. And it's a GPS locator app. Like, yeah. good luck. You're going to hit every phone next to it. Um, So it got... I stopped playing in the winter of this year. So winter 2019 is when I... Sorry, last year. I stopped playing it winter 2019 and I did a bunch of raids and I never went to an event like that. I, I've gone to coordinated events by like discord groups, but I never did like the go fest. But when you got into like a hundred people standing in the same spot, trying to raid that worked out really well. I had no problems really connecting. Occasionally you'd get, you know, a crash or you'd get dropped from the raid and you have to try and join in before it ends, before they beat whatever it is. Um, yeah. But that would happen to you. Even if you were like four people standing at the Starbucks location about to do a raid. So that wasn't, yeah. it. that wasn't pertaining to only large groups of people. Yeah. I imagine it got better, but it was just, yeah. The last I heard about the, the go fest was just, it was a train yeah, wreck no, two or three years ago. <laughs> it, I think they had to extend it a day because the entire first day was just a wash. Yeah. I feel like they gave everybody something special for it, too. They were like, we're so sorry. Yeah. The game has gotten pretty robust. Uh, there's PvP. There's raiding. There's gym ownership, uh, which was there, I think, 
when it first started. And lots of Pokemon to catch. And I think Pokemon Home allows you to transfer your characters from Go into your games. So it's it's a, a you can't really switch them back once you change them. But, um, you know, you can go into the world when you're out and about, play Pokemon, come back, dump your guys into, you know, one of the games and call it a day. I know you can with Eevee and Pikachu. I wasn't 100% sure with the Pokemon Home app. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Pokemon Go, there is um, available now, there is a, an expansion for Sword and Shield. Um, those were, you know, announced a while ago and we've talked about what those are, but the cool thing that they're doing as like a celebration to it is there is now a new max raid battle boss and it's uh Zera aura. And I was wondering when he was going to get added to the game because I saw, uh, there's an, there's a movie that has him in it. And then uh, like a playing card came out and you, there was no generation eight at that time. And he wasn't a new Pokemon Go guy like Meltan or whatever. But, you know, it just kind of, this means nothing to you, I'm sure, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. But so basically, the um, they have group raids like they did in Pokemon Go. There's like a tower that will light up in an area that's called a wild area. That's where you can see the Pokemon walking around instead of them being all hidden in bushes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and there's just more of them in a giant area and that's kind of all you do is go catch the Pokemon in that area. Gotcha. Um, you can catch them all over the rest of the world and you see them too, but that's like dedicated to catching and raiding. So you go up to a raid, you join it and you're like, Hey, we're going to do this. And a bunch of other people join it. You fight them. Um, and it's usually a, a Pokemon that's been built up into this giant version of itself. Gigant maxing. Um, is that the real technical term it's, for it? <laughs> there's there's Gigantamax and there's Dynamax. It depends on what you're fighting. But anyways, this cool electronic kitty looking Pokemon. He uh you know, my son loves him because he likes cats a lot for some reason. Um like his twelve stuffed animals of nothing but cats. Cats are and, pretty sweet. <laughs> so he's got um Zera Aura is one of his one of the things that he really likes. So he'll actually be able to see him in the game. However, you cannot catch this guy. So usually at the end of a raid, it puts it up there for you to throw a Pokeball at, and it says, hey, um, do you want to catch this guy? And you say, yeah, I do, or no, I don't. You can't catch Zeraora. Um, what it's set to do, and this is something Pokemon has been kind of doing more and more lately, is a million people have to beat a Zeraora raid in order to get... Um, I think it's two weeks. I think we got until the 27th or 28th to do this. I've already fought him twice. So people go do your thing uh, and fight Zero or us so that we can get <laughs> this guy to drop. So essentially what will happen is if a million people do it, I'm ranting here and rambling. Sorry. Um, it's all good. Um, if a million people beat Zero Aura, everyone in the game will get one through the um, mobile version of Pokemon Home. And not only will you get one, you'll get a shiny Zera Aura um, that kind of reduces the rarity of the shiny, in my opinion. But whatever, um, you'll get one just if we hit that goal. So people, go hit that goal. Yeah, I uh, I like when when they're done right. The community events are, are some cool things that games can do, and that sounds like what these raids are. Yep, um, they're not you know, great. When they're, they're, 
<laughs> what was it? They're not great. <laughs> They're not. It's just you, basically it's. Um, have you ever played a turn-based combat RPG where one side goes, then the other side goes, then one side yep. goes, and you've got health meters? It's basically Pokemon combat, four trainers versus one giant Pokemon, and so you yeah. all lock in your moves. It goes through all of your moves, and then it goes to their turn. And they do theirs. So it's really not like you could maybe get a group of buddies, but the whole friend system just, uh, is really screwy on Nintendo. So what I meant is like the community event that you have to have one million trainers to defeat, defeat Zara Aura. Oh yeah, right? um, that's a uh, Destiny has actually done it successfully with one of their in-game events, and also very very poorly uh, recently too, and. You know, it's 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 an exciting thing to get the community involved to do things, and then you know, as long as you participate, everybody wins, kind of thing. Assuming you complete yeah, the yeah. challenge, so yeah, it's just kind of a cool thing. Do you know, does it have to be one million individual drain trainers, or is it just you kind of have to I, defeat Sarah or a, a million times? So I like, think it's it. so. What is that? Two hundred fifty thousand battles. If everyone is a four-player yeah. battle. Um, I think it's just a million people fight them. I don't think it's a million individual people fight them. Gotcha. Um, because the previous like Pokemon Go ones were like, if there are five million Pokemon caught, you know, or if there are five hundred thousand raids done. I don't remember what all the different ones yeah. were, but it was it was all cumulative or cumulative, and had you know multiple things from one person so i think this is going to be a million trainers essentially fighting yeah. against it and every time you fight be, it counts yeah it doesn't know? have to yeah. be unique that's cool i don't know if there are a million people playing the game consistently there, right now there probably is there, maybe, i mean because it's all maybe. over the world so oh i suppose that's true yeah but yeah other than that just the other um you know as we kind of said there's the pokemon present on you know the 24th of june so keep your eye out for that it's coming soon and now the sad news and no we're not going to talk about ea live (laughs) (laughs) ea live (laughs) play live no um (laughs) cyberpunk 2077 has been pushed back again um to november 19th and this is something that you know We've said on the first pushback is they claim that this is just a polishing. The game is finished. It makes me wonder how true that statement is. Yeah. Like how buggy is your game? If you're, you know, pushing it back another month just to be like, Hey, hey, we need to fix some stuff. And we're nowhere near, we're nowhere near November. I mean, we are, but we're not. Well, I mean, I imagine the scale of the game and the complexity of the game is, and then obviously the fact that maybe they were a little overconfident with working from home with the initial delay, you know, like, Hey, everything's fine. We'll be able to do it. But, uh, you know, I, I, again, I imagine there's just a lot of refinement. I mean, one thing they, they, in their statement, when they announced this, they did say is everything's, you know, in a finished state, right? All the gameplay and the content is there. What it really is, is they want the extra time to, refine it right balance it you know fix bugs polish it you know make sure it's the best experience hopefully everybody can get it's unfortunate news because i've i'm looking forward to this this is one of my games this year that i'm i'm really excited for 
But yeah, I wonder if it was just they were maybe a little overconfident after pushing it the first time. And then with everything with the pandemic where they now they're just realizing, you know, we actually, you know, need a little bit more time with this. The other thing that kind of crossed my mind, too, is is they've repeatedly said it's not, but it could just be because a lot of information with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X hasn't been out yet. But maybe they're potentially delaying for kind of like a universal launch on, you know, old and new consoles as well as PC. There was actually, it was funny. I had a news article that I thought we'd talk about PlayStation about, about Stadia. It wasn't, it wasn't going to launch on Stadia on September 17th, but now with it being delayed, I'm wondering if, you know, it's again, I, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, I guess once November comes, hopefully they don't delay it again. They keep saying it's it's just kind of for polish and bug fix and balancing. Uh, I I'd probably lean towards believing them just right now, just because they're I don't think they're a studio that has a track record of being <laughs> crappy. No. But um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a real bummer. I was really sad whenever I saw this news because again, just really excited for the game. So the question to you, Matt, is do you think they're still going to show it off very soon here? You know, it's funny. I think I asked that question in our, our little Slack channel here. And then I went and actually reread the whole entire thing um, tonight. Look at uh, you doing journalism. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I actually read stuff that I'm going to report on instead of making stuff up. Uh, no, it says uh, they're, they're, they're basically the last paragraph in their statement is they're excited to show off the game, uh, what will be next week in their night city wire event on June 25th. So we should be getting, I'm assuming some more gameplay, hopefully a ton of just information about the game showing off, you know, stuff. And maybe, maybe that'll kind of bring to light like, Holy shit, this is a complex game. I get it now. (laughs) You know, Like this is a living city. You have, what appears to be almost like a sandbox game with abilities and, and how you can modify yourself and, and, and play and approach the game. So I imagine it's, you know, a, a balancing and, 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 yeah. you know, a nightmare. <laughs> so it's a huge undertaking and I understand that. I just, yeah. If this does have anything to do with coordinating on the release of the PS five and the X one or sorry, Xbox series X or the, um, or whatever that may be. Um, I wish they'd just say it. Just come out. Yeah. Like, that's the actual case. Just come out and say, you know, we're going to wait until the new consoles drop because we just think it's better publishing wise to say we're only going to put it out on, you know, a minimum order to the older consoles and more yeah. the newer. I don't know. I mean, they repeatedly said that it's not in their scope yet. But again, the times that we've talked about that on the show, has was way before I, I don't even think the Xbox Series X outside of the video game awards announcement last year. I don't think we had any information on that. I don't even think we had um six thousand news about yeah we didn't have I, I think any news about the PlayStation 5 outside of them releasing the PlayStation 5 logo in January. So yeah it's um so who knows we'll see maybe we'll get more information next week. Obviously we'll I'm assuming that'll actually be a big part of our conversation on our next episode. I imagine with uh, Cyberpunk and as we already mentioned the, the the Pokemon thing as well, coming next week. So I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's a game I think we're all excited for. Yeah, I am. 
I'm really torn from pre-ordering it just because I want to make sure that it's, you know, awesome. I'm sure it will be, but yeah, maybe maybe they're pushing it two months so they can put it on the Switch. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried because the, whoever did The Witcher, I'm trying to remember the name of the studio that did that. Um, the Witcher, Doom, and things like that. They did an excellent job on getting those things over, which baffles me why people or anybody makes the conversation about, well, I don't think the Switch could just handle that game. Well, if you can put the Witcher 3 to a point where it runs on the Switch, it's more powerful than like the PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360. So yeah. I just I don't get it why people use I that think argument. So. I think the whole argument is because, you know, games like that and Doom are visually you know it's being judged visual visually right you know it's like oh yeah, yeah. you know the witcher was pinnacle of its time and still looks very good now um and doom obviously is again another one of those just looks amazing so the whole like well this could never run on a you know a switch and well it can now granted you're gonna the graphics are not going to be at anywhere near as what you can get on a, a pc but yeah, I mean, they just had to profile it and optimize it. And, you know, it was no surprise that, that they, they got those games running on the Switch. So I imagine Cyberpunk will come at some point. But if Cyberpunk is some amazingly top of the line, visually awesome game, you're not going to get those graphics in the Switch. But again, no, that's to be expected. So I am a far more believer that was a terrible sentence i believe in much more gameplay over graphics i yeah you know mario versus rabbits was cartoony graphics and i love the hell out of that game like i played almost every day when they first came out um yeah you know i, I really enjoyed it same thing with fire emblem it's gorgeous but it's yeah. not like mind-blowing graphics and it's just a ton of fun so well that's a that that should be every gamer should want gameplay over graphics, but um, it's. Funny. I only We're, play my video games for how good they look. You'd be surprised, and that's that could almost be probably a podcast topic that we talk about is how marketing now has for years they focus on that right, and the and and when you look at certain things with gaming, gamers actually suffer a lot. That's why I think things like. Um, variable uh, refresh rates and uh, 60 FPS or higher for these next gen of consoles is actually a very, very good thing for the gamers. But again, we're still just going to show off the games in 4K 30 FPS because right. visuals sell, you know, which is unfortunate because we've reached a point, in my opinion, it can get better. We, we haven't reached the limits, but graphics so anymore are just amazing there's no reason that we just need to squeeze every little bit out of it and then it runs at 30 fps that's right. just stupid we need a better experience there's... or better gameplay or more content you know uh, you know over just squeezing every little bit of everything out of the graphics right so. and i mean there's there's a point to where that starts to get sickening as well like you're going through that uncanny valley kind of a situation yeah where it looks so human-like that it looks bad to your eyes or that it looks so I guess trees and stuff like that, probably you wouldn't have that much of a thing. But if you're looking at something that's supposed to be human and it looks too perfectly human, it's just going to, you know, it detracts from the actual 
yeah. level of detail and gorgeousness of whatever it is that you're trying to play. So there's that part. Do you think that this is driven maybe by the idea that, and I'd have to look at the stats, I don't know this for sure, but as graphics improved, gaming got bigger. So when you start looking at like jumping from the Super Nintendo to like the Nintendo 64, you're now in like 3D elements and you know, there's a bunch of different changes to it. And now people are really starting to be like, oh, you can do some cool stuff with this. And yeah. then you jump from like the 64 and go to like Xbox 360, right? Or yeah. even, even the GameCube if you want to stick Nintendo. And it's just such a huge boost that now they're more focused on, well, if we upgrade the graphics again, we can sell them a new system and sell them on this new idea of next generation. And I get it. You got to push the technology forward, but I'm just wondering if that's part of the sales to it is to say, you know, we need more pretty. We need more pretty. Everybody wants pretty because that's when they start buying it. And now we're ingrained to think about the graphics versus the games. I just wonder if it's conditioning. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that has been video games like since that's been the easiest way to judge an upgrade, you know, from one generation to the next. In my opinion, probably the last generation thinking here is maybe the 360 PlayStation 3 era. Not saying graphic graphics obviously are look way better now, but you that that like night and day difference from one generation to the next where you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is why I'm getting a new console. And that's that line's been getting blurry and blurry or the last, I think, last generation and then this one. There is a lot of stuff there. That's why I think, you know, these these console makers are, are starting to push things like the hard drive, pushing things like 60 FPS, you know, you know, better, you know, frame rate, better feel, lower latency, right? They're starting to make the games feel better instead of just looking better. So, yeah, I don't know. We could <laughs> we could probably talk about this for a while. But uh, yeah, it's our it's just, poor listeners are like EA stuff. Yeah, you're like you were gonna, yeah, you were talking about EA and Pokemon. Now you're talking. <laughs> just getting into philosophy. We should just do a philosophy episode one of these yep. days. Get that crap out of our system. Yeah. No, maybe maybe I'll, I'll have to make a note. Maybe we'll have a bigger episode talking about this. That'd be a fun one. So. Spider Man, Spider Man, Miles Morales game, Spider Man. Is, yep. it, is it a DLC? We don't know. Maybe we'll learn more at the next show. Look out, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah, I love that. That was an amazing song. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I know we talked about this uh, last week, but I threw it in here because I thought it was kind of important because we I, it was kind of a, little, a lot of unknowns, I think, when this was announced last week. The Spider-Man, Miles Morales game coming... Yep this holiday for the PlayStation five. It wasn't clear when it was announced, whether it was like DLC, whether it was a new standalone game, you know, what was it? Uh, So Um, here's what I don't get. I don't understand why it was assumed that it could possibly be DLC other than the fact that I, I haven't played it. So I don't know, but I thought I heard that they showcased miles Morales at the end of the, the previous game. So yeah. I, maybe that's the connection that I'm missing, but they teased it. So the the reason I think people might have thought it was DLC is because it only released not even like the original Spider-Man only released just under right now. It's under two years ago. 
So that's that's a quick kind of turnaround time to produce another full feature length game, especially on new hardware. Not right. that studios can't have multiple teams, not that you couldn't just copy and paste New York City and throw uh, a new Spider-Man in there and make it easier. Um, you know, things like that could have easily been done and still made a, yeah, I don't know how long the original Spider-Man was, uh, but, you know, make a nice big long game. So I think people were, again, confused on what it was. And and Sony, uh, the, their PlayStation blog put out an article this week, just some just some cool stuff on Spider-Man. But one of the things they, they uh, clarified was that it is a full standalone game. It's not DLC. It still take it, you know, obviously it's Miles Morales. It's going to be, it sounds like his origin story. Uh, I think it's going to be set in the winter, like Christmas time. So it's going to be snowy in New York city there. Uh, the one thing they did point out though, is this is still a, going to be a full game, but the scope is a little bit smaller. Um, you know, again, not having experience to know how long the, the first Spider-Man was, uh, you know, I don't know how much short it'll be, but they did say it was going to be a little bit smaller scope. Uh, those PlayStation fans that are out there listening, they did compare it to, you know, Uncharted 4 compared to Uncharted Lost Legacy. I, th- I think that's the name of the, the one, right? They're both still full featured length games. But one's a little, the scope's a little bit smaller, right? So, you know, that's the one thing they did want to point out. Yeah, That, that sounds like that, a fancy way of this isn't DLC, but it's DLC. Again, being old school, it almost reminds me a little bit of what expansions used to be for games where they were sizable content that right. could almost be a full game themselves, um, but really just added a lot more to whatever game it was expanding. Um, that's almost what this sounds like, you know, just a, this, you know, a smaller game. I would still call expansions DLC, right? Like for Xbox fans, I would compare this to probably like Halo ODST, right? still decently sized game. It also came with, you know, a firefight mode and maps for the current halo three, but that still wasn't a full feature length halo installment or it was, it was a smaller scope, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. I feel like that was a pretty decently long game. Yeah. It was a great game too. go play it. If you haven't listeners that is, you already played it. I think (laughs) we had that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Uh, definitely played that one already. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how long it is and what, what's not there in comparison to the other one. I mean, I'm not going to probably play it cause I don't get a PlayStation console ever. Um, at least not a four. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm happy to see Miles Morales as a, um, a character that they're going to use in the games. I think he got a lot more attention with the Spider-Verse movie, which is really good if you haven't seen it. Um, so I think there's a lot of attention there. And I think Miles' suit is so much cooler um, than the original. I know Spider-Man, if you watch the Avengers and crap like that, he's got like 25 suits now. But the Miles Morales black and red is just so fucking cool looking. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I still haven't watched that Spider-Man movie, even though I wanted to. And obviously we talked previously about my feelings about new Spider-Man games because <laughs> they're not uh, named Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> where am I going to get my Sunset Overdrive to? <laughs> yes. I think we see the new Elder Scrolls game before you even hear about a um, Sunset Overdrive 2. And I would I would say that we would be playing 
whatever the new Elder Scrolls title is. Yeah. Minimum, the new Dragon Age title will be here. I'm hoping after this Spider-Man that they're going to... I'm sorry, this Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank that are coming out that they, they have it in... Yeah. I, I mean, I, I asked Ted Price a few years ago. said, hey man, I really love that game. I want another one. And he looked me straight in the eyes said, we're making you one. Especially for you, Matt. Um, I might be lying, but that's what I wish our interaction could you, was. Could you hide your erection after the fact? Yeah, I think that's why he said that. <laughs> so he <really> go away. <laughs> uh, he just goes back to like his like a friend of his backstage, and he's like, "Some kid with a boner just asked me if there'd be another game." <laughs> I mean, I did see him, and I did. Uh, I just, you know, I think I did a little bit of a fanboy thing. I was like, you know, I really like that game. Hopefully, you're making another one. And <laughs> did you it was a, like a thirty second interaction? So, but you know. Did you squee at him like a real fangirl? Like get up there and just go. Wee! Yeah. No. <laughs> um, no, I always I always wonder with people like that, right? I don't know everybody like in the industry, but I know, there's some people in the industry that you know when I've been at things like GDC and and a few times at E3, right? You know, I see him and I'll, I'll usually go say hi and you know you know I'm not looking for anything like a job or whatever you know fo- you know be no, friends you're just with them. But, hey. You know, hey, I let you know like I we were walking. Uh, I think the first time I was at E3 and like, I think it was 2014 or something like that. Right. Um, me and my buddies I was with, we were, we saw Marty O'Donnell just walking in the streets of, um, of LA and we're like, Hey Marty. And I think we startled him because you know, he's by the way, he's the composer who of knows the original the composer Halo soundtracks. By, who right? really knows he's probably like, like the composer by face. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, who, who here knows me now? He probably thought, Oh, it's probably just people that know me from the industry. But then to see three dudes that are just like, you know, just super excited to see him because we absolutely love Halo. We love the soundtrack, you know, and we knew him. I always wonder, like, he probably thought they, you're going to rob him. <laughs> like, <yeah>. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always wonder what's going through their mind of they're like, hey, that's kind of exciting that somebody recognizes me by my face, not just the guy that made the Halo soundtrack or in this, you right. know, Ted Price is, you know, he's he's CEO and founder of, of Insomniac Games. So it's like, I always wonder what those people think whenever they have people like me going, oh, hi, I like your games. <laughs> um, make Sunset Overdrive. Before we call this call this one done, I actually, there's something that I thought about, and I want to know, like, if people disagree with me, cool. I just want to know people's opinions, and Matt, I want to know yours here. Watching the EA event. Oh, we're back to the sadness. We're going to end on sadness. <laughs> it's more philosophy, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, I, looking it. looking at Greg Miller, I I know he's been in the industry a long time, <laughs> right? He's been doing this for a long time. He's got street cred where it counts, and I don't actually have anything personal against him, even though my turd comment earlier. But <laughs> to me, like looking at him, did not represent to me like the everyman nerd or every every person. If we're going to include you know all the other options out there um it's just i did not see the embodiment of like the gaming vibe in yeah. that character like i don't even like god i don't even know like super yeah. fancy douchey haircut yeah and like no i, I get I, what you're saying i, 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 understand, I, I understand why they do it because like the image needs to be there yeah but what happened to like Kevin Pereira and Morgan Webb? Like, 
they yeah. felt like they would be great for something like and I know that's you know things have moved on and people are doing different was it Kevin Pereira its name sounds right Kevin something whatever um the attack of the show stuff right or yeah. like the whatever other things they had and it was just like give us more like that cuz I mm-hmm. can't re- I, and maybe the newer generation can relate but like it was just off putting to me to see like that kind of a character look in in the, and I'm not saying you can't look like that. I'm just saying to me, it it didn't feel like a video game event. Yeah. I don't know why. No, I think that yeah, as an industry, we've been trying to essentially grow up. I think even since I started thirty some years ago, you know, we're we're trying to you know shake that image of just you know sweaty nerdy dudes drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos in the basement, you know, for hours on end playing WoW or Halo or something, right? Right. But yeah, it, it did. It fell out of place. I for me, it was the. I struggle with a lot of you know. It's we talked a little bit about this last week with just missing E3. Is I really struggle with some of these events, and and maybe I'm just not the person they're marketing to, right? Maybe there's all this research, but I struggle with you know listening to Greg Miller talk here. Um, I really struggled with what is it Aisha Tyler and Ubisoft um, <laughs> the, all I don't know their names but the couple people that the way that Microsoft is doing their inside Xbox events it's to me it's very cringy right it's this forced just bad humor this disingenuous excitement um, it's just I don't know it just comes across as fake forced and it just it's it's cringy and I don't like it. You know, again, to, to your point, I don't have anything against any of these people. Um, but that's sometimes that's why I get excited about the, the Sony and Nintendo events because they don't have this weird gimmicky trash just, you know, in the middle of it. They just maybe they have somebody talk for a couple minutes about a game or maybe they just show games. You know, like, what is it? Isn't it the Nintendo Directs? It's literally just yeah, game, it's game, just, game. Yeah. You know, like a little bit of an introduction. Game, 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 yeah. game. We don't we don't have that like awkwardness. We don't have that cringiness. We don't have that forced humor and you know stupid jokes and again disingenuous. I think it's know, Nintendo's attitude. fault though, because you know who did this right and did this ten years ago? Reggie. Like the Reggie Fizeme stuff is all fun, yeah. And you can tell he was enjoying himself. Yeah, it wasn't awkward. It didn't you know, didn't rub people the wrong way. But that was. 10 years ago of the gaming crowd and now it's like all the rest are trying to do yeah. little gimmicky things where now Nintendo's like hey they said they want gameplay so uh, fuck it yeah no I don't mind like yeah I, I miss Reggie when he used to do the Nintendo stuff I, I, I really enjoy when Phil Spencer gets up there and talks fanboy and me yep, yep. but I mean like I even like when some of the developers hop up there and talk when they're when they're nothing against them I know a lot of them are excited but some of them that they sometimes at these E3 type events that they put up there are not very good public speakers. But, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, I'm not saying do away with people talking. It's this it almost uh, maybe even more recently leaning into this almost like Twitch type streaming yeah. personalities. And it's just, uh, again, this uh, felt maybe like I'm, to me, like if you've ever seen the talking dead with like Chris Hartwick, I think it is. Oh, that, um, I hated that. So it's it's that formula is what I'm seeing out of this. Is it's like I hate come have a so seat, much. audience. We're all together in my cozy area while I talk to you about stuff that you're interested in. Like yeah. I, it it I, feels like that formula, and I just don't like it. 
Yeah. I don't know if uh, talking about the Chris Hardwick uh, Walking Dead stuff. I don't know if it was just I didn't like that segment or it always came after a Walking Dead episode, which were generally garbage after the, uh, the first season. So, <laughs> right. And I, I think I watched Walking Dead seasons one through five, halfway through five. I think I finally just said, F it, I'm done. Middle of the season. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> the first 30 seconds is good. The last 30 seconds is good. All the other 40 minutes is just garbage so <laughs> you're getting uh, a minute of content per yeah. hour <laughs> oh god it was it it was a show that had so much potential and i just gave up so wow i, I i'm this is exciting i'm looking at a little timer here we were talking before the show that we might be able to squeeze 40 minutes out of this we've <laughs> essentially doubled it granted we've gone off the rails a bit a little bit this is what happens when we don't get rich adult supervision <laughs> we can't uh, be contained yeah, we just kind of talk, but I mean, that's what we do. And that's the whole idea of Campfire uh, Gaming Podcast is just kind of having these conversations, even if they're unplanned, I guess. So they're even better if they're unplanned. Yeah, they're a little more natural. So, but now that we're done talking about, do we talk about, <laughs> just we might want to no, end it here. No, right? um, just, just going back to that whole, the format to the way that they presented this. It, I don't know. It didn't. It doesn't feel like it's representative to the group that is consuming it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of touch with like the younger crowd. I'm that we're not young and hip old, anymore, Mike. <laughs> I'm that old guy we're, gamer. We're in our thirties and we're just old. And back in my day, the Nintendo <laughs> sat on the floor, and you knew it was on with the red light. There were no. Bing sounds like your Xbox Ones. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode with you talking like <laughs> Just, that. I remember. Old timey episode. Back in the day. Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Any other last thoughts here, Matt, before I give that <laughs> no. outro? We should probably, yeah, we should probably wrap this up, but... uh. <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, what is it? Check us out at our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com. We keep promoting this, but realistically, we'd love to hear from you. Just, you know, tweet at us, uh, hop on our Discord, chat with us. Uh, it's not a very active right now, but that's because it's really just us and the campfire crew <laughs> yeah, that are like, on it right now. There might be like one or two other people, and I think we know them personally. So Yeah, there was somebody like during the other day. It's kind of like hanging out with I your said, mom. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. oh, thanks, mom, for coming to my concert. Yeah, <laughs> there was somebody joined the other day. We said hi. I don't, they never say anything back. <laughs> so. just, it's fine. Um, so yeah, check us out. Uh, if you go to our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com, you can see all of our links to social media. You can see anywhere that you want to listen to us as well, I believe. Um, and if it's not, we'll poke Rich to get it up there in the next six months or ten months or whatever. No rush to it. Um, if you like what you hear, definitely subscribe or follow us uh, and share us out because that is how we get bigger. And the bigger we get, the better we get, maybe? I don't know. Um, other than that, stoke the fires, hit those subscribes, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a great night or day, I guess. I don't know when you're listening to this. When do you like to listen to us? That's the question. Tweet us. What time of day do you listen to us? Until then, we'll see you next time around the campfire.